Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Be Still and Run. I am your host, Ali Ann, and today I am sharing three tips on how to be more consistent. This is kind of late. By the time you guys listen to it, it'll be like a week since it should have been out. I think it might be two weeks, I'm not sure. Probably two weeks, because I think this was supposed to be published in the beginning of March. Which, consistency, it's perfect. If you fall, you just keep going. So anyway, this is on three tips that has worked for me the most in being consistent and encouraging me to keep going. And I pray that it is encouraging to you as well. And I will let you get straight to the episode because I don't have anything else to say. So before I dive into the three tips on how I have been more consistent and have kept going, I wanted to just really quickly go over a little bit of what consistency is. And I actually wrote about this a little bit in the How to Balance Intuitiveness and Self-Control blog post on our website. And it really has a lot to do with just making a choice to when you fall, getting back up. Because self-control isn't just saying the word no, it's realizing that you're making a choice no matter what you decide to do. And so realizing that when a decision comes up, it's not just a... Uh, this is a bad example. (laughs) So say you walk in the kitchen and you see a cookie. Your first instinct is to think that you have the choice only to say no. But in reality, you actually have the choice to say yes or no. But your mind is so focused on the choice to say no to the cookie instead of yes, that the more you think about, no, I can't have a cookie, no, I can't have a cookie, the more your brain's going to realize that that cookie is something special and you need it. Whereas if you were to focus on, yes, I can say no, or yes, I can resist, um, yes, I want to stick to my, to my guidelines because I want to reach this goal, the more you can focus on the other side of it, the, where, the, the decision that you actually want to stick with, that's most likely the decision you're going to make because your brain is then focused on that one and it realizes, hey, I really want this. I really want to say yes to the guidelines that I have given myself so that I can stick to my goal. Um, and if you can realize that say God leads you to hand a track to somebody and you are like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. Instead of thinking, no, think God, I want to do this for you. Can you give me the strength? And if you can focus on that, God, I want to surrender to you. Your brain is automatically going to focus on the surrender rather than the fear that your body and yours sinful flesh wants to focus on because whatever we put our attention on that is what we are most likely going to turn towards what we're going to give into what we're going to actually do 
because our mind is and body is wired to follow what we think. And what we think is what we believe. And um, the belief system is sort of like the mechanics of a car. If just because you have all these parts in a car doesn't mean that it's going to function properly if you don't have, say, the computer or the motor. Um, So, like, your heart would be the motor and the brain behind the vehicle, which is what tells it to do. That's The motor doesn't tell it what to do, but whatever, you get the point, I hope. (laughs) Um, So, thinking of that... I'll give you the three tips that have helped me be more consistent and help me reach my goals even during hard times. And I'm sure there is so many more different ways. But for this one, I wrote down number one is to have a goal that excites you. And if you haven't listened to the episode I created on three reasons why you might be lacking motivation, I would... Um, encourage you to check that out because I feel like that is a huge, um, I don't know what you would call it, but if you don't have a reason for why you want to do something, um, then you're going to lack motivation and you're not going to be consistent. So it kind of is a threefold problem. You are not consistent because you're lacking motivation and you're probably or could be lacking motivation because you don't have a firm reason and why you want to do something and why that firm foundation and why you want to do something is a goal that probably excites you something that you're really passionate about something you really want to do so that is problem number two and three reasons why you might be lacking motivation but I have really realized that The people who are just going about life comfortable and, um, you know, they always talk about they're lacking motivation or they're lacking self-control and they don't really want to do what they know they should be doing. Most likely it's because they don't have a goal that excites them. Whereas if you have somebody, um, for example, like a race that really excites you. Or a goal that really gets you excited. Something you really, really, really want. Those people are most likely going to be consistent. They're going to continually get back up when they fall. And they're going to reach out for help. They're they're going to really do whatever it takes to get to that goal. So that would be my first tip. Is to have a goal that excites you. And make sure that this goal is something that would honor God. Um, As a Christian, our main focus should be to give glory to God in whatever we do. And there is a huge power that comes behind having a goal that God has given us, that God has placed on our heart. It's totally different than if we try to invite God into our plans than when we go to God and be like, what are your plans? So that, I guess... I just threw that in there as part of the goal that excites you because I feel like it's really important. Um, So number two would be pray for strength and then keep putting one foot in front of the other, leaving the results up to God. There has been so many times that 
I have repeated to myself, I want to give up. I just want to quit. Um, not just in workouts, but in just different things in that throughout life. I'm just like, I'm tired of struggling with this. I'm tired of doing this and I just want to quit. So what I have found that has gotten me through that is I will just cry out to God and tell him that I need the strength. I can't keep going on like this. And ask him for the strength to just put one foot in front of the other. To just take the next step. To just focus on the next step. When I first started driving, I like when I was learning how to drive, I was so overwhelmed. And just like, I would get so nervous. Because I really felt like I was watching all these other cars and it was almost like my brain said I had to control what all they did and I had to make all the decisions for them and what they did. Um, My worst was left turn lanes and like, see, would it be a four lane like in the city with lots of stoplights and people going in all different directions on all different sides of me? That really freaked me out because I really felt like I had to control all the cars around me and when I finally, as I, I guess you could say matured more, I realized that, oh, I only have to make my decisions. I only have to say, okay, get in the left turn lane and wait for my turn. Don't hit anybody. Um, uh, you don't have to be like, oh, I hope that person stops at that green light or red light. And I, that person, they're driving like towards me are they going to stop in time and I obviously we have to keep our eyes open and make sure you know that anything we can avoid we do but there was something about just realizing hey I only have to focus on what I'm doing I have I need to be vigilant of what other people are doing but I don't need to control what they're doing I don't need to worry about what they're doing And the same is for like when you're running a race. If you were focused on what everybody else was doing and trying to make the decisions of what they need to do for their nutrition and their hydration and why they were limping and all these other things, you wouldn't be able to run your own race because you were so focused on what everybody else was doing. So I have noticed that if I just simply stop and say, okay, what is the next step? What do I do? Not what does everybody else do? What do I need to do right now? What is my next step that I can take? And if I pray for the strength to do that and then leave the results up to God, it's like a whole different ball game to where I can skip five days of running. And even though I hated it, my schedule just didn't allow it that I, right after I would be like, okay, I can jump right back into it. I don't need to worry about all those past five days. I just need to focus on today and get through this workout and really focus on that because a few days of missing something is not going to hurt it. Your goal is to just be able to go one day at a time and when you can do something to reach your goal, you do it. And if you need to stop doing something to reach your goal, then you do it. You just focus on that day. Focus on that Even if you can't focus on the day, focus on the minute or focus on the second. Just make that choice and realize that it's constantly choosing. You have the choice to say yes or no to something. 
And then leaving the results up to God sort of goes into tip number three, and that is focusing on God and his love for you. I have noticed a huge push and encouragement to be more consistent when I am not focused on the results. I'm not focused on the silliness of it or the what other people are thinking. I'm able to focus on God and God alone and realize that all I have to do is listen for his voice and obey him in that moment at that time. And I don't have to worry about all the other people around me. I'm able to just focus on him. And focusing on his love also, this is so huge and something I realized that is hugely lacking in the Christians today that I really think is losing our first love, which is what everything in the Christian life is founded upon. And a lot of times we lose our first love because, you know, other Christians pull us down or things happen in the world and it drags us down. And when we get so far down, we forget what we're missing. We forget what it was like to be in an intimate relationship with God and to be hungry for the word and to want to witness and to want to spend time with him. Because a lot of times when people first become saved, they have those desires. And a lot of them, if they're older, they're on fire for God. And they really, really want to serve him. And it's because they're in love with him. They're like focused on him. They feel loved by him and they're seeking him. And I feel like as we get older, we forget what that's like. And so we see no reason to focus on his love for us. We see no reason to see God for who he is and how much he loves us and to realize how sinful we are and how much of a blessing it is to have a God like that who wants us, who wants a relationship with us. And that is kind of like the, I should have had that as tip number one, but that is like going to be your foundational for everything, for any tip anybody ever should give. It should be to focus on God because God knows everyone. He knows everything. He can lead and he can guide. He can provide. And just, I've been realizing so much that I don't see God for who he truly is most of the time. And it really, the more I grow in my knowledge of him and I experience what he does and I allow him to work through me, the more I want and the more consistent I'm able to be, the more I'm able to get up and be like, oh, I don't have time to do this today. That's okay. What about tomorrow? Like I have some free time. I could try that. Like right now we're down one vehicle and I had to drive my dad to work and then go to work myself. And I knew I was going to have like an hour or two in between my working time. Like when I got off and picking my dad up and I was like, what do I do with that time? And because it would be silly to drive back home because I really wouldn't have any time to do anything. I just have to come right back out. And so I'm actually sitting in the car recording podcasts and working on some different things. And it has been a blessing because I feel like I'm like productive and I'm 
being consistent because I have skipped a few podcasts in the past, but now I'm trying to jump right back in there. And so now my computer's dying. I should have charged it before I left. But anyway, um, those three tips are just some things that I hope will bless you and encourage you. And you don't have to do them all at once. You can just maybe try to implement one of them. And next time, hopefully next week, I will be talking on when you trip, don't give up. And some different encouragement from other people. I'll throw a couple of those in, but it's mainly going to be a blog post. I'll throw some of the tips that people have given on how to be more consistent to maybe give you some more ideas from others, not just me. Um, because I know I feel like I am a very odd person sometimes. Like nobody seems to work the same way I do. So yeah, anyway, I will hopefully be having one more podcast on consistency and then our episode. And then we will jump into, let me see what is next I think next month is on stretching, if I am correct. Yes, it's on stretching, which is a lot of fun. And God's been preparing me for next month's um, topics because he's really been working on it. He's really been stretching me out of my comfort zone. He's really been drawing me closer to him and helping me trust him. So I'm excited to dive into that. And I also wanted to mention before I go that I did finally finish, if you missed last last week's episode, I finally finished the ebook that I have been talking about that I have been trying to get out to you guys. It has been a huge spiritual battle. It's been, it's just been very hectic, very busy. And hopefully sometime I'll be able to share the story and the background of what has been happening and what God has been doing in my life. It's it's been a journey and it's been, um, now looking back, I say it's been a lot of fun, but it hasn't. <laughs> it's been very stressful and, but it's also been very refreshing and very encouraging and it's drawn me closer to God and been stretching me a lot. And so, uh, it, the ebook is called The Simplicity of Christianity. And it's running the Christian life from, or living the Christian life from a runner's perspective. And my main theme in the book is changing your life from an I have to Christianity to I get to. And I feel like so many times we get caught up in the legalism and the rules and all these different things of what we have to do for God and oh I have this ministry and I have to do this and I have to go to work today and I have to get my workout in when in reality we don't have to do anything we have the choice and we're making that choice you're making that choice to go to work you're making the choice to do to do that workout and you're making the choice to have that goal and to chase after it and if you can just change your perspective, um, both like in this life and realize that you get 
to do this life. You get to run with God. You get to live the Christian life. He has called you and created you to live. And I start out each chapter with a tidbit of like a little story of my training block from the Mohican half last year. And then I finish it off with how it relates to the Christian life and how we can really embrace the simplicity of Christianity and the joy and the happiness and the fulfillment and the satisfaction that living the life he created us to live gives. I mean, I, even though the Christian life can be hard and a lot of times it is and we're persecuted, we have tribulations, we have all these things, there's something about going through that pain that's worth it. It's kind of like when we're training for a race, we get injuries, we have trials, we have pains, we have um, a lot of things we have to work through. You have the weather to work through. All of these different things that just annoy runners and make their training more difficult, it's worth it. All the pain, all the suffering, all the tears, all of the trials, It's worth it when we run that race. And I just, I've been realizing that the Christian life is worth it when we can look at it from a different perspective, that we get to run the Christian life. We get to have a relationship with God. It's not that we have to, it's that we get to. And so I just really, really felt led to write this book and to share it with you guys because it I just have been so it's been such an eye-opener and so exciting to see it that I wanted to share it and hopefully you guys will enjoy you'll be encouraged um I just pray that God will use it for his glory and to draw others closer to him to realize that God wants a relationship with people and that we get to have a relationship with God. So I will leave the link in the description down below, but it is bestillandrun.com or forward slash simple. And that will be in the description down below. But um, I have on that page that it sends you to a little bit more about what the book is and my heart behind it and sort of like a little testimony of my story and everything and then it'll send you to where you can download the book yourself and it doesn't cost you anything I really just wanted to give get it out to you guys um, because it has blessed me so much I am praying that it'll bless you guys as well and so I will leave you guys and I pray you have a blessed week. I will see you next time.